Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Wednesday, the 12th of July. Today, I'm joined by Adam Forster, who is a Watson's Daily ambassador. Hi there, Adam. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you, Peter. How are you? Uh, all good here, thank you. Um, so which, which story um, would you like to talk about today? So I've chosen an article from the Financial Times on mm-hmm. Toyota, who are moving to sell their hydrogen fuel cells outside mm-hmm. of Japan. Mm-hmm. So this news comes off the back of Toyota's developments in solid-state batteries for electric vehicles. But the hydrogen fuel cells are sort of the competition to that technology. Mm-hmm. So the, these fuel cells can be very, very clean because they should only produce water, heat, and importantly, electricity. Yeah. And they've already developed them in cars and they're selling them in cars in Japan and they are powered by hydrogen. Mm-hmm. So Japan was one of the first countries to really push for hydrogen use as a fuel. But an issue there was that they've largely missed a lot of the targets they've set mm. in terms of number of these cars sold. Mm. And then Toyota has also missed their targets set for what they thought they'd have sold by now. Mm. So you would assume that in pushing to these other countries they're going to sell to now, they're going to face the exact same issues they face in Japan. So one is there's a lack of infrastructure of hydrogen filling stations. Mm. And if electric vehicle charging ports are anything to go by, mm-hmm. you'd imagine it's going to take quite a while for these infrastructures and these filling stations to be put in. Mm. And then the other issue, which is quite big, is that to produce green carbon-free hydrogen, mm. it can be incredibly costly because the fuel cells are only as clean as the hydrogen you put in them. So you want to, if you want to have this green car with green fuel cells, the hydrogen has to be green going in. Yep. And there's also another issue facing them, and that is whether or not to export this technology to China. So China has had a habit of effectively copying Japanese technology, and I think yep. Mitsubishi Bullet Train is an example of that. Yeah. But they copy in a way that they do it cheaper than Japan could. Mm. So if they export it to China, they have the risk of having all this copied and also it's a question of whether China would want to use this technology, particularly with their dominance over the mining industry now, which mm. is they're not going to want to support technology, which is competing against the, the electric vehicles that they're funding with their mines. Mm. But on the topic of mining, the obvious criticism for electric vehicles, which these fuel cells don't have, is that in the production of electric vehicles, mining is hugely polluting so mm. people often will say electric vehicles aren't as clean as they appear because mining is so polluting then disposed electric vehicles is also polluting. Mm. But if well, Toyota have recently paired with Komatsu, who are a large kind of mining vehicle maker, mm-hmm. and Toyota making a light vehicle, but if they could somehow use this fuel technology to green and clean up the mining industry, then use this cleaner minerals, which they've gathered by using that in their own solid state batteries... Mm. That that could be onto a winner there. They could have mm. a very very green battery sold, and I'd imagine that would sell like wildfire. Mm. So, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I think that the you know the, the hydrogen fuel cells have been around for quite a while, um, and you know it has been something that the Japanese have really tried to push. Um, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that the the Toyota. Uh, you know, there's um, is it the Toyota Mirai? I think. Yes, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and and uh ironically Mirai as far as I know 
depending on the characters that are used, means future, uh, which could be ironic, proved to be ironic uh, at some points. Um, but um, but anyway, the I think this is very interesting. Japanese have been trying to push this. We, I noticed, you know, recently I put in um, Watson's Daily about how actually BMW are you know are are getting behind this as well um which mm. which is good i mean the more companies that decide to do it the better um i think you know going back to your point uh you know interesting point about um china uh not being necessarily the place that you'd want to put you know a technology like this because yeah. it's just in case they copy it uh, or sorry, what I mean is just in case they improve it. Of course. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, that they, that I think that, um, and the other thing, yes, like, again, like you say, you know, they've got, they've got EVs sewn up. They've go, got batteries sewn up. They've got the supply sewn up. So why would they bother with another, you know, with another technology when they don't, when they don't really have to? Um, so, you know, there's all, there's all this, you know, there's all, there's all of this, kind of going on um going on in the background but ultimately um i think that it's imperative you know the way that we've seen um china having a stranglehold on the supply uh, of all these uh, of pretty much every stage um you care to mention of, of making batteries that are yeah. going to be even more prevalent as time goes on you know they've, they've got it stitched up something else that needs to be alternative um there need to be alternative um technologies otherwise we shall be forever um uh, you know uh, was it yeah beholden to to whatever china decides to do yeah. which is not really great from taiwan's point of view for instance so um so yeah i mean i uh, yeah it's it's a uh, it's an interesting interesting subject it as with many things like this it needs scale you know, it yeah. needs it needs mass adoption for this to actually become a thing, and I really hope it does become a thing because it is, you know, it is different, um, and I and I think it's something that needs to be, um, you know, shown due care and attention. I mean, this yeah. is why I also think, by the way, you'll probably find one of the most foremost critics of um, of of uh, hydrogen fuel cells is Tesla, um, and funnily enough. Maybe that's something to do with the billions they've poured into um, battery technology over the years. That are they are they going to want to support something else? No, Unlikely. of course they're not. No, I mean, you know, I think you'd have to be pretty naive to sort of say, "Oh no, I'm sure they're very open-minded and they want to stay at the forefront." No, I would di disagree. I think that no, it, if you've poured all of that money into into the technology that they've got now and and it's getting better. Um, you're not suddenly going to go. Actually, do you know what? Maybe we should just ditch all that stuff <laughs> we've done till now and let, let's jump on board the, uh, you know, on the hydrogen fund bus. You know, uh, I mean, I just, yeah. But anyway, it's 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 good. I hope I hope that more uh, companies adopt it. I can't see them necessarily doing so because one of the problems with the switch to electrification is, oh, you know, to to switch to alternative fuels anyway, um, is is the cost you know this is why you've seen over the last few years you've either seen joint ventures on specific models or specific geographies or there's been you know platform sharing and all that kind of stuff um because the costs of converting are really high so again it, it, especially now why would you 
you know, why would you commit to putting even more money into something else? You know, yeah. you might you just want to put your money into what you've got now. I would have thought, um, if you're also, you know cutting cost. I also imagine the cost on the consumer for buying green hydrogen. Yeah, is they're going to be bearing the brunt of this. Mm. So at least you have the argument with EVs that electricity is a lot cheaper to fill up your car on. Mm. I'm not sure about the cost of hydrogen. I imagine it's more expensive than electricity, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, this is just something that's going to run. It needs to have. I don't think it's enough for for Toyota and BMW to push this, no. and it needs more. It needs. I reckon it needs a Stellantis. You know, it needs at least a Stellantis or something like that to to really get it going. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll just have to wait, I guess. Yeah. I mean, so what story were you speaking about today then, Peter? Uh, yeah, so um, big tech versus regulators. Now, I was going to talk about um, initially when I was thinking, oh, what am I going to talk about? Shall I talk about, you know, Microsoft Activision? But I thought, well, that's not resolved yet. I mean, um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But it looks like that deal's going to get done. Um, but so I thought actually instead I would talk about Amazon um, taking on um, Europe. Uh, so this uh, legislation, the Digital Services Act, the DSA, I mean, that's coming into force towards the end of, uh, uh, of August. Um, we've already seen that. Uh, so the, what they're looking at, so what, what Amazon are objecting to is their inclusion within the DSA of a list of 19 companies um, who are classed as very large platforms for the p- purpose of the act. Now, what happens is these um, the uh, the DSA sets out guidelines uh, or sets out rules on how uh, the, the the company should uh, behave and um, how they should monitor online content. Um, but the, yeah, so the, but, but there's a list. So there's a list on there of 19 companies who's uh, who have more onerous conditions put on them because of their size and their reach. Now, um, we've already seen one of them, Zalando, um, the European e-tailer, um, actually take them to court, uh, you know, go test this out in court. Uh, but now you've got uh, that uh, tiny company that you might not have heard of, um, but uh, Amazon, um, uh, and, and uh, you know, they're saying, oh, no, we're, we're not... Uh, we shouldn't be part of that list. We're, we're not a very large platform. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're just, we're just a humble retailer. Um, is, is probably nothing special. Of, yeah, nothing, so, nothing to see here. Just, you know, just, just jog on. It's all good. Nothing, nothing, nothing to see here. Um, but they are saying that they, are, they, they object to their classification as a very large platform um, because they advertising is not their primary revenue resource um it's it's retail so they say well because of that uh, therefore we don't want to be in there now if you are on that list you want to be off it because you just want to make sure you don't have to fulfill all these various conditions and things um so it is understandable that they are testing it out but you kind of think if amazon gets off it there's going to be a mad stampede because yeah. everyone else is going to think, well, Amazon's pretty blooming big. Um, so yeah, we're, we're smaller. So therefore we shouldn't be on it and they'll just clamor for the exit. So, um, so we'll see 
whether whether this you know whether, whether it works um i don't know i mean what do you think of that i, I think it's somewhat unbelievable amazon are the one to challenge this mm. i mean you, you look at the things this dsa digital service act is trying to do so it's trying to stop illegal content for example mm. what counts as illegal content is it fraudulent items because if it is amazon should have sorted this out years ago mm-hmm. um so for them to turn around and be along the lines of not my responsibility this is on my site mm. is is ludicrous mm. and, and in terms of advertising it can't be that difficult to stop bad adverts on amazon either you would think it's just a case of running through a filter, checking what's on the site first. Yeah. So I can't see this challenge going that far. Mm. And as you said, if it does go far, it's going to be a real problem for the, just the effectiveness of this whole EU legislation coming in. Mm. Um. So yeah, I've I can't see this going far at all. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, isn't it? Um, but it's worth having a go. Yeah. especially yeah. if you've got incredibly deep pockets and teams of lawyers who are absolutely chomping at the bit um, to have a go at the Europeans. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, y- y- yes, I mean, you can understand why they're doing it, but I would suggest that this is possibly on the edge of things here, given, given the size of Amazon. So, um, so anyway, the, uh, the wider, the wider thing here though, is that um, we've got, uh, you know, the general thing about regulators trying to impose um, themselves on big tech, it seems to be to varying degrees of success at the moment. Um, but the regulators are going to keep trying to, you know, do their job and, and um, take these big tech uh, companies to account. But you know, as I've, I, you know, I, I remember, so I did law at uni many, many moons ago. And I remember one of the major takeaways from my entire degree was that actually law isn't always fair. Um, and that, uh, you know, so the, the person in the right doesn't, doesn't always win. No. And quite often it's whoever can pay for the best lawyers wins. Uh, so I know, I'm on a, I mean, I know that's a bit kind of defeatist, um, but I just feel that that's quite, you know, it's kind of a re- real thing. So, um, if they're going on that front, um, maybe Amazon have got a decent chance. Um, but let's hope that the uh, that you know that the their lawyers can't po- poke holes in all this and and get away with it because it would be a real shame because they are big, really. Yeah, the, the pockets are much deeper than the regulators' pockets as well. Yes, so exactly. They, they could keep finding new angles to challenge in it. Yeah, because yeah. they could just concentrate on themselves, right? Whereas the regulators have been pulled in all directions. Yeah by other companies so particularly the other 19 decide to sue after this as well yeah it's going to be tough for the regulators yeah. this is yeah yeah so there we go um i reckon that that uh, sort of takes us takes us to the end natural end there i mean um just so much going on at the moment um and uh, just to reiterate to everyone of course you know we're just talking about uh we're just talking about two stories from today's watson's daily um, if you subscribe to Watson's Daily, there are 17 stories in there. It's still all of it still takes you about 10 minutes to read. So why not indulge, treat yourself, um, but treat, treat your brain um, and uh, get a subscription to Watson's Daily. Um, so there you go. <laughs> anyway, um, after that uh, shameless plug, um, I'd just like to say thank you very much, Adam, um, for your insights. 
It's my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. No problem. And thank you very much for listeners for listening. Please continue listening. And uh, yeah, there's loads more exciting uh, content to come. Uh, Actually, on that front, um, I I saw Ralph recently. We had a long chat about uh, lots of uh, different ideas. So they'll be coming pretty soon. Anyway, thank you very much indeed. Have a great day, whatever you're up to. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. Many thanks. Bye. Bye.